hop into today's word. And before we even dive into the Bible itself, this morning in prayer, there's a word that the Lord brought up. We're ministering on it today, but I just wanted to exhort and encourage the people watching so that way you would know right ahead of time. In prayer this morning, at, we do a corporate prayer at 6 a.m. What God was saying was today, God is breaking the back of pressure that has tried to keep people from living and flowing in the glory. There, we have a word, we just declared it, that this is our year of the glory. And yet since that word has been released, I personally, I've watched an uptick in at least this body, but not just this body. I've watched an uptick in believers feeling pressure to make God's goodness manifest, to live perfectly, to do everything right, and a fear of having do things wrong. And this morning as we were praying, God released that word saying, today is the day where I'm breaking the back of pressure. Why? So we can live in the fullness of his glory. So I am believing, we're believing that by the time this broadcast finishes, there's going to be a freedom and a pressure-free existence for this group of people watching, whether it's live or it's in the archive to come. By the time this broadcast finishes, there will have been an anointing released to break the back of the pressure that the enemies tried to use to keep us out of the goodness of God, the glory of God, the fullness of God. And so expect right now, we are receiving God's word and it's moving us to freedom. So today we're going to be looking at how to live free from pressure because if God says it, we can have it. That's not just a word in prayer. His word says that we can live that way. But if he spoke it specifically this morning for today, then it's an alive word that we can also grab a hold of with our faith. So expect today's a day. Pressure's breaking off of me now. And put that in the comments. Pressure breaks off of me today. Pressure's breaking off of me now. We're receiving freedom on that. Amen. 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 Well, I think it's important for us, you know, to first and foremost, recognize that pressure is not from God. Mm -mm. It's never from God. God does not lead us by pressure. You know, that came up yesterday, but you can put in the comments also. God does not lead me by pressure. So if if someone is pressuring you, you need to make a decision now. If someone's putting pressure on you, or if you've been in the habit of putting pressure on other people, you know, we need to recognize that pressure is not from God. God doesn't lead by pressure. Normally, it's our flesh that tries to lead us by pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like... I need an answer today. Uh, Do you? Do you? Yeah. Why? Like, are you sure? You know, like a a lot of times, ultimately, and and the reason why I'm saying this is because just recognizing it can help alleviate it. Oh, I've been in that pressure. Now I I know that I can deal with it. You know, Um, a a lot of times when we feel like we need an answer now, we need need to know now, we need uh, somebody else to do something now, a lot of times that actually um, flows from a place of fear. If I don't get an answer now, I'm sunk. If I don't get an answer now, I'm not being led to triumph. If, I, if this person doesn't do this the way I think they need to do it, then I'm going to be lacking. You know, and that's all a fear. And that's not that's more get, keeping our focus on on people, on situations and on uh, and on scenarios than on God. That's yeah. ultimately how pressure comes, you know. Um, God doesn't necessarily flow and operate by deadlines, you know. Um, God, God operates and flows 
um, just by peace. You know, like, he, 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 if the Bible says he's always leading us to triumph, then he's always leading us to triumph, whether the world has put a deadline on you or not. God is leading us into triumph. And so a lot of times when we put pressure on people or pressure on ourselves to, I need an answer, I need a direction, I need this, our eyes have shifted away from the promises of God and the goodness of God and the reality of that, that he's working all things together for good. And it's been put on, if this situation doesn't work out the way I think it should work out, then, then I'm missing all of that, you know? And the Bible says very clearly, uh, is that the one that I have here? Yeah. In uh, Isaiah 26, 3, it says, the steadfast, the steadfast of mind, you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. So if my trust is in God, I'm not, I'm not in pressure. You know, if, my, if I'm truly trusting that God is my source, that God is helping me, he's, he, he's working all things together for my good, then I, I'm not going to put pressure on my situation or, by, or on other people around me um, because I know God's working it out. Whether that person does what I think they need to do or not, whether um, my coworker does their job effectively or not, you know, um, or my boss does everything right or not, or my spouse does everything right or not, God's still leading me into triumph. You know, Caleb and Joshua are a great example of that. Even if an entire nation <laughs> is going in the wrong direction, as long as I put my trust in God, I'll still inherit the promises. You know, and they're a great example of that. But God does not lead me by pressure. He leads me by peace. And if I'm feeling that pressure, oftentimes that's, that's produced at, or a fruit of fear. Mm-hmm. Well, pressure be, if pressure isn't a fruit of God, mm-hmm. pressure then becomes a fruit of either myself mm-hmm. or the enemy. It's not, it's not yeah. just like you said, it's not how he leads. Yeah. So if I'm feeling pressure, then what I need to do in that moment is check myself and ask, who am I making the source of my life? Yeah. Because if God is my source and I know that I know in second Corinthians two fourteen that God, thanks be to God who is always leading me to triumph in Christ if I know that I know that I'm serving him and he works all things together for the good of those who love him, if I know that I know that God has no fear in him whatsoever, and I know he has only good plans for me. I just quoted like four different scriptures right there. If I know these things in my heart, then I have no reason to feel pressured Mm -hmm. because that pressure isn't him. And I know I've said it before multiple times, but if a package comes to me with my name on it, but the return label isn't God, I don't need to take that package. He's not sending it to me. God will never speak to us by pressure on the spirit. It's not going to be a pressure filled thing. That's not how he moves. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. So weight, anxiety, fear, pressure, that's not God's language. And if if he is my Lord and I'm allowing him to fully call the shots in every situation, I immediately am taking myself out of the driver's seat Mm -hmm. and into the passenger seat. Yeah. Like, and think of it on a road trip. Have you ever been driving with someone and it's like the whole time it's like you're tense? You're tense, like, I don't like how you're turning here. I don't like how you're braking here. I don't like how you're doing this. What is that? It's control. It's want because you don't trust the driver. Yeah. 
and whether the God is always good. He's only good. He's only perfect. He's only leading me to triumph. So if I believe that, I'm not going to try and be in control of the steering wheel. I'm going to sit back and let him do what he's leading me to do. Yeah. And so the first thing, how to break the back of pressure, we need to get ourselves out of the driver's seat. We need to make God the source of our life and get the issue of do I trust God settled on the inside of us. Because if I trust God and I know that he's only good and only leading me to triumph, pressure breaks right there. Yeah. If God is good, if God loves me, and I've given him control, what do I have to feel pressured by? What do I have to be in fear over? And the answer is nothing. Nothing. So it, it's that step, to me, that's step number one, yeah. is settling the issue, do I trust God? Mm-hmm. And if I do, then praise God. It makes stuff so easy. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, this passage right here and another tra- other translations will say, uh, he keeps in perfect peace those whose eyes are fixed on him. For sure. You know, if my eyes are fixed on him, and, and honestly, this is a great indicator, you know, uh, if my eyes are fixed on him, I'm in peace because I know he's working it out. And I know he's faithful and I know he's good. Mm-hmm. If I'm not in peace, it's probably because my eyes aren't on him. Yeah. You know, my eyes are on the situation and, and all those different things. Um, and that's why our focus is so important. That's why, that's why if I'm not in peace, if I'm not in rest, uh, that needs to be an indicator. You read that in Hebrews chapter 4. It says, mm-hmm. uh, Hebrews 4.1, it says, Therefore let us fear if while a promise remains of entering into his rest, any one of you may fall short of it. He's not saying get out of rest if you're not in rest. What he's saying is if you find yourself in that position where pressure has take, taken a hold, or, um, or you feel that weight on your shoulders of, I need to get this handled. I need to figure this out. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, you feel that pressure on your shoulders. That's a, That needs to be an indicator. That needs to be a red flag. Red flag pops up. Wait, I'm not in rest. I'm feeling weight. I'm feeling pressure. I'm feeling fear. Uh, red flag pops up. Now I, what I need to do is I need to, to recognize my eyes haven't been where I, my eyes need to be. Yep. And so I, I turn my eyes to him, and what will inevitably happen is whenever I truly put my trust and my eyes on him, uh, that peace will enter into my situation. Yeah. You know, that peace will enter into my situation. And now I'm able to actually walk in that peace yeah. that God's designed me to walk in. Well, and it, it reminds me of a story. When Caroline was born, you know, there's certain things that babies are supposed to do right mm-hmm. off the gate. And there was something that, like, there's just a natural body function that she wasn't, had not done. Yeah. Like, and we're, she hadn't used the bathroom properly. And so we're days in, like, mm-hmm. eight days, nine days. Like, I, it was it was right around there. And I, like, new mom who's never had a baby, I'm freaking out. Like, I'm, but I know, like, I know better, so I'm speaking the word, I'm declaring the word, mm. I'm reading the word, I'm putting the word in, I'm worshiping God, I'm praising God. I'm doing the things, but the pressure was still trying to be there mm. of, well, what if I haven't done it right? What if George hasn't done something right? What if we've missed it as a parent already? What if something's wrong with her? What would I, how would I handle it if something was wrong with her? And then as those thoughts came in, I was taking them captive and putting them, but it's like it wasn't breaking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if you guys have been like I'm describing in this situation where it's, we're doing the steps that we know are right to do. And yet it's not working. 
And so praise God, I reached out to pastors quickly and I was talking to Pastor Nicole every, literally every single day, sometimes every few hours about it. And I got her on the phone on the last day, I think it was like day seven or eight. And I'm on the phone with her and I'm like, it's like, I, I can't, haven't been able to shake this yet. I need your help. And praise God, she held a mirror up to me. And she's like, the issue is you don't trust God. Now I, at this, I had Caroline 16 months ago. Like Mm. this is not a long time ago. She's seven days old. So I mean, do, you can do the math. It's not that long. I've ministered on here, trusting God. I've ministered on the platform, trusting God. I've ministered to the youth, trusting God. That's, that's very much something I know. But when it got to my heart, I realized, oh, this is another area that I need to grow and I need to develop that trust in God. And it didn't feel good admitting Mm -hmm. to her, you're right, I don't. Mm -hmm. If I did, it wouldn't be a problem. But as soon as I recognized it, I got off the phone with her, cried to Jesus. Like I was like, crap, I am so sorry that I don't trust you. And I repented right there. I'm like, help me trust you. As soon as I did that and I repented and I truly let it go, it was the next day things happened. Yeah. The Caroline was great. Yeah. There was no problem. It happened immediately the next day and she's been great ever since. Yeah. I, but I needed to get to that point of the list isn't working. Mm-hmm. Something's off in my <laughs> trust. Yeah. Something's off in my faith. Yeah. And I need to get my heart right on it to make the actions work. Yeah. And when the trust was there, the pressure broke, the anointing could be released, and God proved that he was faithful. I just needed to get the trust there. Yeah. Well, the Bible says the prayer offered in faith will mm-hmm. save, right? Yeah. The prayer offered in faith will save. And I think a lot of times where people miss it is they're not praying in faith. They're praying out of a place of fear. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, like like this situation, you know, like like a fear of if this doesn't happen, there will be complications. There'll be problems and the brain will take it all the way till she'll die. You sure. know, and uh, and uh, and and a prayer offered in fear will not save, mm-hmm. you know, and and so. Again, this is why peace is so important, why yeah. pressure is so important. A lot of times we'll pray because we feel pressure of a situation. God, I need an answer. God, I need to figure this out. God, I need to know what to do right here, right now. And, and what I'm not doing is I'm not coming to him from a place of faith. God, I know you have an answer. I know you have wisdom. I know you, you are, are bringing out uh, of this situation uh, life, life abundant to the full till it overflows, yeah. you know. No, like if I'm praying from that place of fear, like if God, God, if you don't answer right now, I'm sunk. Uh, That's not a prayer offered in faith. And God doesn't respond to need. He responds to faith. Right. God doesn't respond to pressure. He responds to faith. God doesn't respond to fear. He responds to faith. Because you go back to Hebrews chapter four, um, you know, it says we who believe enter into his rest. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in faith, I'm in rest. I'm in peace. If I'm in faith, yeah. like going back to, to Mark 11, which is on the back of my shirt, you know, uh, uh, cause you mentioned his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. So if you feel that pressure, if you feel that weight, like that's not an opportunity to beat yourself up and, Oh, nothing's going to work out for me. No, Jesus just gives you an instruction. Come to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Just come to me. Get your eyes back on me. Get your fellowship back in me. Stop focusing on the problem. Stop, stop yielding to the pressure and just start yielding to me. Mm-hmm. And he says, take my yoke upon you. So take that weight off. 
and, and let's yoke ourselves together. I'll, and he says, oh, let me, let me just quote it. So, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So he'll give the instruction, for I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what he's saying is, do you feel that pressure? Like, do you feel that weight? Like, like Pastor Chris kind of brought this out even more. Like, he gave the instruction, come to me. What does that mean? He's here, and I'm over there in my pressure, trying to figure it out, trying to get answers, trying to, you know, God, I need your help. But he's like, just come, you're, you're over there, come over here. Mm-hmm. Come back to the fellowship, keep your eyes on me, the pioneer and perfect of your faith, come over here, and I will give you rest. Like, the, 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 like I, I've shared this a lot, but like, this has helped me in, in general. It's like, if I have a, let's say I have a bill due, uh, I, I brought this up to like uh, the youth. I was like, let's, let's say I owe the mafia. Like, I don't owe the mafia anything, but let's say I owe the mafia like $100,000 uh, by Friday. And if I don't get it to them by Friday, um, I'm going to, you know, get whacked. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there can be some pressure because let's say I have $5 in the bank account, right? Like, there might be some pressure of like, I don't want to die. So like, do I need to uh, run away? Like, will they track me down? Like, am I, like, like, do I have to get my affairs in order? Like, all these right. different things. Like, there's all these different pressures because I don't want to die, all right? Um, but let's say the person that I trusted most calls me up and says, hey, um, I know you uh, owe the mafia $100,000. I just won the lottery uh, yesterday, and my lottery check's going to come in on, uh, on Wednesday. I'll give you that check on Thursday uh, for, to cover that $100,000. Yeah. All right? Oh, well, if I trust that person, what's going to happen? All that pressure, all that weight, all that fear has just now dropped off. Oh, now I can pay my debt. I, I trust that they're a person of their word. All that weight just dropped off my shoulder. Oh, I can, I can relax now because I know that it's handled, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm, am I in pressure now or am I at rest? Because I know it's handled. I'm right. in rest at this point. You know, like uh, there, there was a time in particular we, we had our, our rent due the next day. And we didn't have the money in the account, and we were, like, pressured. I was never late on a payment, like, a day in my life, and I didn't know what to do with it. And uh, there was a lot of pressure, in that, and we had a conversation with pastors, and he was like, are you in rest? And I was like, no. And he's like, then you're not in faith. I'm like, ah, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, and I never really considered that or thought about that, but, you know, we're talking about this now. Like, this is something that I learned recently, you know, in the last three years. And, um, and I recognized it, and what happened? God came through. Once that check came into my hands, oh, I was at rest at mm-hmm. that point. But that check was coming anyway, yeah. you know? Like, how much time did I just waste worrying about it? Mm-hmm. Which is why Jesus says, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat or drink or what you're going to wear. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worry, worry of its own, you know? Like, don't worry about tomorrow. Like, I got a bill due tomorrow. I need to have an answer. No, Jesus says, don't worry about it. Like, tomorrow's tomorrow. Just be faithful today. And and in all of that is when he says, um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All that stuff will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. Not worry about it. it will, will, will it come in my timeline? No. Just seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. It's all going to be added unto you. Now, don't yield to the pressure. Don't worry about the things. I mean, Jesus literally gave the command. Don't worry. It's a command, which means there's grace for us not to worry. You know, Jesus isn't going to say something and not supply the grace to actually walk in it. Just like in Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing. You know, uh, what, is that, what, what does that mean? That means we're commanded to not be anxious, you know. And there's a lot of people who don't like 
to hear that. You know, it's a command to not be anxious. Like, well, I don't have a choice. You do have a choice. Because hear this, God's not going to say be anxious for nothing and not with that word supply the grace to overcome anxiety. You know, that grace is there. That grace is available for you. Because that's when he says be anxious for nothing, but through everything and prayer and petition. What is that? Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, right? With thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding. So what's the ultimate fruit of my prayers are answered and I know that God's handling it? What's the fruit of my faith? I'm in rest. I know God's got it handled. I know that God has this whole situation because he said he's going to work all things together for my good. He said he's always leading me into triumph. And if I actually, if I actually believe that he's going to do what he said, I'm going to find rest. Just like that, that friend that I trust their word that they said they're going to handle it, I can trust that God's got it handled. And if I trust that God's got it handled, what weight do I have to put on? Other than weight, other than, like the only weight that I would have at that point is a weight that I've put on because I don't actually trust that he has it handled. Mm -hmm. So I just got to repent like you, like you shared. Just repent and get back in him and find that place of rest. Well, and we've talked a lot already today about recognizing that we're not to be moved by pressure. Like, mm -hmm. up to this point, I think that we can all agree now, we're all at a common place of understanding that God doesn't communicate that way. That's yeah. not his desire. It's not his intention. And if we <laughs> realize that we've had pressure, that means that our trust in God's been a little bit off. But how do we then handle it? And we, we've touched on it. But if we've found ourselves in pressure, what should we do? And I like that's something that I get asked decently regularly by people that have come to me asking for wisdom. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm pastors, but it's some, a question that I have people ask me regularly. It's something I've asked pastors regularly. What did what do I do when I'm in it? I because we can understand and agree with the theory. Yes, God doesn't want me to live in pressure. But what do we do when we're in the midst of it? If we find ourselves in pressure, what do we do? And it's important to know because every one of us in life, we're in the world, not of the world. And we have an adversary who does move by pressure and he tries to put that on. But praise God that with every single temptation, like in 1 Corinthians 10, no matter what we face, he's always given us a way of escape. So just because a pressure tries to come does not mean that it's meant for us. And what do we do? It's the verse that Buddy quoted. But if, you, if we take our time and look at it in Matthew 11 in verse 28, come to me. That's step number one. Come to me. Yeah. Come to God. Because Pressure tries to keep us out from the presence of God. Yep. Like in Hebrews, when God says, I like come boldly before the throne of grace in time of need and I will give you rest. Like come yep. boldly before God. What are we to do when pressure comes? Step number one, come boldly before God. Yeah. Go to him. And what that means, number one, go to him. Number two, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, everyone who's experienced pressure. Come to me if you're in fear. Come to me if things feel heavy. Come to him. How? It's not just going and praying for an hour nonstop talking to him. It's not just going into a building. It's 
I'm drawing into fellowship with you right now, Lord. I'm not just singing a Christian song because I know I should. I'm not rhythmically praying out some chant. I'm coming to you like a friend comes to a friend. I'm coming to you like a child goes before their father. I need help. Help me. And we go to him. And what does he say that he'll do for the weary and heavy laden? I will give you rest. So take it. And what that means is there's an exchange of goods happening. We had in our hands heaviness. God saying, I'll give you the easy. I'll give you the rest. But it's your job to take it. So when we go to God, we approach the throne with faithful confidence that God has a solution for us. God has the answer for me. So what I need to do in his presence is I need to take off the spirit of heaviness. I need to take off the weariness and the heavy ladenness about me. I need to take that stuff off in his presence, cast it down in front of him. He's anointed to care for me. I am not anointed to care. And put that in the comments. I am not anointed to care. I'm not anointed to do that. I have no skill in caring for anything. I'm not supposed to, so I will do that job poorly. If I try caring, I will fail, and I'll end up in my own strength, and that's when things get hard, is when I'm doing something I'm not called to do, it'll get hard because God can't empower me to do it. So if I'm caring, if I'm taking that weight, God can't supply me through that because he didn't author it. So I'm to take that off immediately. I go to, we go to God. We then remove the weight. And that is not some weird spiritual thing. It's literally saying, God, here's what's been going on. You know, it's, it's truly, it's going to him and allowing his light to shine in a darkened area. Because that's the only place pressure can function in. Pressure can't function in the presence of God. Fear can't function in the presence of God. Anxiety can't function in the presence of God. That stuff only happens in the dark. So if I'm feeling that pressure, if I'm feeling that weight, that means that there's a piece of me that darkness is trying to grab a hold of. So in going to God and coming to him, he, what is he? He is the light of the world. So when I go to him, he illuminates that darkness. And in front of him, I then can take off that heavy thing and exchange it. And I give him what was awful. I communicate, Lord, I confess this has been going on. I allowed it to be fearful. I allowed it to add pressure to me, but I'm done with that. I'm done. And there has to be a resolve in us that when we go to God, it's done. Just like Buddy was saying, we have to apply that faith. God, when I go to you, you are my answer. You are my solution. Mm -hmm. You're my help. And I'm not going to take the weight of it anymore. I'm done with it. And we roll that thing off of us. But then what do we take in exchange? Easy. Light. We take his yoke upon us. And even though the fleshly circumstances haven't changed, the spiritual root has changed. Because in my spirit, peace is dominating. And if I change the spiritual root, then the physical fruit has to follow. 
I don't wait for my circumstances to line up to choose to live free from pressure. I don't wait until I see the bank account change to live in peace. I don't wait till the check comes in the mail to abide in peace. I'm in peace right now. And the situation will bow to the peace of God because the peace of God wins in any situation. God wins. And we've got, when we get that on the inside of us, it becomes so much easier to just flow and not worry because God will win every time. And I just have to yield and get on his side. So we come to him. We confess that we've been heavy laden. We allow the light of God to expose that pressure. We confess it to him. And then in an exchange of goods, we take off the spirit of heaviness, and we put on that garment of praise. We put on that that easy yoke. We put on the easy and light, and we begin to celebrate, not out of a legalistic list of, now I am to celebrate. I just confessed, I now celebrate. Praise you, Jesus. It's worked. Amen. Hallelujah. And then go right back to that place of bondage. Yeah. That's not, we haven't exchanged the goods. Mm-hmm. The good, the drop off didn't happen. I just walked in and out with the same thing. And God's there going, um, I had this for you. Mm-hmm. It's right here. You can take it. Felt like Abby right there. That was kind of an Abby tone. But truly, like, God's like, um, where'd you go? Yeah. This belongs to you. Take it. I just commented, guys. I just sent an ant. <laughs> the broadcast was up. But, <laughs> but truly, that's what's happening. If we mm-hmm. go into the presence of God and come out heavy, we did not exchange the goods with God. He doesn't have our problems. He doesn't have have it to fix it, and we don't have the solution. We just walked in and out without an exchange. Mm -hmm. So that means we go right back to the house. It's like there have been times where I've left things at the Wright's house before. I'm not just going to leave them there and be like, oh, well, see you later. I guess Mm -hmm. I can never have them again. No, I turn back around, and I'm like, Hi, can I please have what is mine from your house? That's how God works. He wants, and you're welcome, guys. God wants us to go to him and take what belongs to us because he said we can have it. And if we tried it and we forgot to do that, then we just turn back around and we go back inside and grab it. Yeah, it's funny. People care more about um, about getting their McDonald's french fries <laughs> You know, like, I'm going to go back and make sure that I get what rightfully belongs to me. I paid uh, for that. Yeah, I paid for that. You know, like, like I'm going to go back and make sure that they do everything right. There's not pickles on my sandwich. You I know? need like, a new one. And, like, people, yeah. people are very willing to go back and, and, uh, and, and get that. Yeah. But, um, uh, but, you know, when it comes to, like, really, when it comes to, like, spiritual things, how about this? The, the devil tries to rob you of your peace, you know? We don't get very adamant about that. We just yield to it. Mm-hmm. We just yield to the heaviness. We just yield to, I guess this is just how it is. Mm-hmm. I guess God wants me depressed. You know, like all these different things. Well, if God wanted me me uh, to be at peace, he would do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Like there, He did do it. Yeah, he, he did do it. He did everything that I need. I need to take it. Like, there, he there's paid a, that price. Yeah, there's a video that, that's going around on like social media. It's been going around for years and years. I, I despise it. And it's like this lady saying like, if God don't do it, it won't get done. Like, no, God already did it. You got to do it and make, make it happen, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and God's already done everything to give you, uh, to give you rest. 100%. He's already done everything. Um, everything that you need. Cause remember Hebrews chapter four, 
says, therefore, while a promise remains, that means the promise is there. The gift is there. He's made it available. The promise remains of entering into his rest. It's right there. It's available for you. Yeah. It's right there. It's available for you. And the devil's going to do whatever he can to keep your eyes off in this place of, oh, well, now that's not for me. Right. Well, you know, no, the promise remains of entering into his rest. It's right there. The question is, are you going to enter into him? Make that exchange. I'm going to cast my care on you. Again, because you said I'm not anointed to care. You know, We're not. I'm anointed to cast my care yep. and to take a hold of that rest and walk in that rest. You know, the, in uh, Philippians 4, you read in the King James, it says, be careful for nothing. Mm -hmm. Basically, we're not supposed to be full of care. Someone says, be careful. Uh, I'll just say, yeah, I won't say that. <laughs> but um, I'll, like, I'll say thank you or whatever. Like, I'm not going to say, yeah, I will be. You right. Know? Um, but, or take care. No, I'm not supposed to do that. You know, but that's just something that people say, because that's just what they've always said, you know. Um, but uh, but the Bible says, be careful for nothing, take care for nothing, or be anxious for nothing. And, and, and notice what it says, though, because this goes in line with what you were just saying. It says, it says uh, make your request known to God with thanksgiving. Um, and honestly, thanksgiving is a huge key to that. Yeah. Um, but, then it's, but it doesn't say, then it'll manifest, and then the peace will come. Mm -mm. No, it says, make your request known to God, and then the peace of God that transcends all that understanding will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. So, like, basically what you said, you know, like, if I come out of a time of prayer, not with peace. I did it wrong. I did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I could have spent all that time complaining about my problems, but ask Israel, did complaining help them inherit the promise or did it hinder them from inheriting the promise? You, you mute know? God if you're just yeah. complaining the whole time. Yeah. God doesn't respond to my complaining. He doesn't respond to my fear. He doesn't respond to pressure. He responds to faith. Mm -hmm. And what is the biblical evidence of faith? Rest. Mm -hmm. Peace. How do I know that I'm in faith? I'm at rest. And so, and that's the peace of God. Yeah, Abby put the red flags. If I'm not in rest, red flag. Uh, all I need to do now is come to him, you know, uh, take his yoke upon me, cast my burden on him, cast yeah. my care on him. And the and what's going to happen when, it, unless I pick back that care back up and walk back out and like, why do I still feel heavy? No, I lay it down and then... And I pick up that rest and say, God's got it. Yeah. And I believe he's got it because he said in his word that he's got it. And now I can operate and walk in peace. Yeah. And that, that peace is, a, is very important because it says the peace of God. Uh, it, says, it doesn't just say, and then you'll have peace. It says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. So the peace of God has absolutely nothing to do with you logically having an answer. You know, whether I know what the answer is or not, whether... Um, whether the, the fruit or the, the solution has manifested itself yet or not, um, because this isn't an understanding thing. Like, I can ask God for wisdom and believe that for that wisdom, and the wisdom will come, whether mm -hmm. it came, comes in that moment or not. Yeah. But it transcends all understanding, and it says it'll guard your heart and your mind. Yeah. So that peace is important. That peace will guard your mind from going back to that place of picking up that, that burden and, 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 and taking hold of it. There's yeah. a grace on that peace. That's a powerful kind of peace that can actually put a protective barrier around your mind so that if the devil is trying to throw, you know, fling his, his fiery arrows your way, as long as I remain in that place of in him, like Psalm 91, those who dwell in the shelter of the Lord will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. As long as I remain in him, 
now those arrows won't come near me because now there's that protection, protectional barrier of I'm in him, I'm under his shadow, and in him, those things can't hit me. So I can see the arrow coming, but I'm in him. That arrow can't hit me. Yep. And then what's going to inevitably happen? Boom, it's going to fall off. 100%. But so if the arrows can't touch me, why does the devil throw them? Yeah. Well, if I see the arrow coming and I get into my head, I'll run out of the protection. Yeah. And all of a sudden the arrow will hit me. But I just need to remain in him and abide in him and I'll be kept. Yeah. But there's a power in that peace to keep my mind. To, to keep and guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Well, and as you're talking, what was there are two passages that were coming up to me. One's in Romans, one's in Revelation. And what's the end res- goal of pressure? Well, pressure originates from Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So <laughs> pressure, as a tool of Satan, it's only designed to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. That's the end fruit of pressure, not godly pressure, because God will apply pressure to our flesh, but not our spirit. So that, that I do want to make that distinction, because it's not that our flesh will never feel pressured by God. Our flesh isn't the real us. Yeah. Our spirit man is the real us. So yes, in Hebrews twelve eleven, all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but rather sorrowful. Yet those who have been trained by it, they will yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So our flesh is going to feel pressure by God, but he doesn't move by a fear-filled pressure that the world puts on that leads us to death. That's not God. But the enemy's pressure, eventually, it, the more we yield to it, the more the end result leads to death there too. You know, in my story with Caroline, Buddy just said, if I allowed that thought, and the thought came, the thought came of if this doesn't get better, eventually she could die. Like that was the thought that tried to come up. Any pressure, the end result, seeing it through to the finish is death. Even something as simple as, like Abby has been on this broadcast before and has talked about work pressure that had tried to be on her. Like she shared that a few months ago. It was a phenomenal broadcast. Um, But, you know, using that example, Abby's pressured at work. Let's, Let's think through this progression. And I'm going somewhere with this. Abby think, like six months ago, Abby has the thought, this job is hard. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, that thought turns into, I'm going to screw stuff up. That thought turns into, I'm going to hurt someone. Someone's going to get upset with me. That thought turns into, what if I get fired? That thought turns into, what if I'm never going to grow? That thought turns into, what if I'm not anointed? That thought turns into, what if I don't actually have a destiny and a calling? That thought can turn into, What's the whole point of even living on this earth? That thought turns into maybe there's no point. That thought turns into suicide. And before you know it, a thought of my job is really hard can literally lead us all the way to death. That's not an exaggeration. I know because I've had those thoughts before. It takes a, it's a small fox that spoils the vine mm-hmm. and recognizing that there is no small pressure that should be allowed is vital because there's nothing insignificant about you to God. 
God cares about every single hair on our head. So any pressure we're facing, he he wants to be the one to take care of that. He wants to handle that. And seeing things through as the ripple effects of what happens if I listen to them, that's not an exaggeration. Abby very seriously could have gone there had she allowed herself to. Mm -hmm. Praise God she didn't. Praise God she's grown. Praise God for those things. But here's what the enemy does. He tries to thread pressure in, making us fear for our lives making us fear and take that pressure. And what what the Lord is bringing up, all that to say, what the Lord was bringing up to me was we need to know another way to break that back of pressure is recognizing that God will never, ever, ever allow me to be destroyed. He will never allow me to be destroyed. Not when I'm in him. When I'm born again and I'm his, God will never allow me to be destroyed. Well, that's an absolute statement. How can you say that when there are believers who have died? Did he allow my, their soul to go to hell or did he save them? He saved them in heaven. He plucked them. Here's the thing. We've got to get eternity minded and stop looking at the earth. Stop looking at this small little vapor of time that means so it's not that it means little, but it's so little in comparison to eternity. Yet everything I do here impacts eternity. So if I am fearing my life and what's going to happen to me on the earth and I live by pressure and I live by fear, I'm robbing God of fruit that I can bear on the earth. God wants us to live free from the fear of death. God wants, Hannah, yeah, it's true, we does. He wants us to live free from the fear of death. And that fear is threaded into everything. Because even down to I'm doing my job poorly, that fear ultimately gets rooted in death. Because there's a fear of I'm going to lose my job. And that's death. We've got to get, eliminate that fear. So in Romans 8, In all things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. In all things, we overwhelmingly conquer. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. Revelation twelve eleven. They overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony And they did not love their life even when faced with death. I'm not thinking about my own life. I'm not thinking about my time here on the earth in that way. I'm thinking about him. You know, Stephen, who who was the first like martyr who got stoned and was persecuted, an evangelist, he's being stoned. And in the middle of it, he looks up and he's like, I see the son of God. Even while he was being killed, God didn't allow him to taste death in a sorrow filled way. He saved Stephen and Stephen saw into his destiny. There's more beyond this. There's more beyond this pressure filled moment. I just have to flow with 
with him. And even though even the worst thing I could think of is happening right now, God's not even letting me taste it. Because as we're in him, as Buddy was just preaching, the fiery darts shoot over us. They can't get us in the fire. There's no weapon formed against us that can get us in the fire because there's nothing, no height, no depth, no thing present, no thing to come that can touch me when I'm in him. And that removes all pressure. I don't need to defend myself, protect myself, take care of myself, do anything myself. I need to get in him and in him is the most protected I'll ever be. In him, he will keep me. He will keep me. Put that in the comments. God will keep me. No matter what I face, no matter what I think, no matter the situation, God has me. His plans will come to pass. No enemy is strong enough to destroy the God call on my life. There's nothing that can take me out of the earth early as I abide in him. God will prevail. God will succeed. I just need to get in him. I just need to stay in him. I just need to flow in him. I need to get in him, which means my trust in him. That's why it's number one. Because if I'm out of trust, I'm out of faith, then I do, as Buddy was just saying. I become a target. But if I'm in him, baby, there's nothing that can touch me. There's nothing that can hurt me because I'm in him and he's my protector. He's my defender. And that's got to become real to us. And the moment that we're tempted away from it, quickly come, come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me, come boldly before that throne of grace. Mm -hmm. Come the moment pressure comes, Come to me. I'll keep you in me. I'll protect you in me. Nothing that tried to come can harm you. Stay in me. Stay. That's his cry today. Stay in me. Don't let pressure get you outside of me. Don't let anything move you outside of me. Come to me. Come to me right now. Come, and I'm not saying this is buried anymore. There was a shifting that took place. I, this is God saying, come to me. You've been pressured. Work's tried to be hard. There's been try, There's family stuff that's tried to come. The marriage has looked rocky. Things have looked difficult with your children. I'm saying, come to me right now. Come to God. Come to me. I will give you rest. I will be your defender. I will be your protector. I will be the hands and feet that will hold you and keep you. I will break this back in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it come now as people right now are coming to you. I know that even now you're turning hearts and you're showing us where we have not been coming to you quickly, where weight has tried to be. I know that's happening. I can see it in the spirit right now as hearts are coming and people are beginning to cry out to you saying, help me trust you better. Lord, meet them with your love. Meet them with your anointing. Meet them with the freedom of God. Let the anointing destroy the back of that pressure. Let the anointing anointing eradicate that fear. Let your hand come upon them and let pressure be removed from this moment onward. I decree in the name of Jesus, a release of the captives, a freedom and a liberty that's coming in. I declare in the name of Jesus that people will take deep breaths deep breaths, even where there was physical shallow breathing because weight tried to weigh them down and cause incorrect posture. I thank you that right now as the freedom of God comes, there's going to be a straightening up both in the spirit and in the physical that will allow for deep breathing, peaceful breathing, peaceful sleep at night, peace in their bodies, peace in their minds, peace in relationship. Be, be right now. 
And Father, we just receive it. We drop every weight right now and just do that. Don't let this be just me praying for you. Let this be all of us. God, I'm refusing to care. I'm refusing to be moved by pressure. I give it to you now. And just do it. If you need to envision yourself just stripping off a backpack and throwing it at the feet of Jesus and saying, I'm done with this today. But God, right now I'm receiving your peace. I'm receiving your help. I'm receiving that love. And you are leading me into the fullness of your peace right now. And I sense a freedom coming into people as we're receiving this. I thank you that you bring a fresh breath of God. Breathe it into them now. (sighs) Let the fresh breath of God be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I I wasn't trying to, when the anointing comes, it's, I'm yielding. You want to flow? Yeah, do. Like, you know, the Bible, like, or like the broadcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Bible. Mm-hmm. Amen. Do you receive that? Do you receive that? And uh, put, put this in the comments. I'm not picking it back up. Yeah. I think that's important for us to remember we talked about. Like, I cast the care, and I pick up the rest that's yeah. been made available to me. And I'm not re-exchanging it when this broadcast is over and then trying to figure it out. No, I'm not picking it back up. I'm not picking back the weight back up i'm not picking the care back up yeah. not picking that that trash honestly i'm not picking that curse back up yeah I'm not yeah. picking that curse back up I'm, yeah. pick, I'm walking in the blessing i'm walking in the blessing Amen. And part of the blessing is peace uh you read through deuteronomy 28 one of the parts of the curse is is our mind is manic worry there's yeah. fear that's a part of the curse um pressure is a part of the curse so i'm not picking that back up i'm not picking that curse back up amen amen i see it in the comments, I see the people saying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not picking it back up. Amen. I'm not picking it back up, Hannah says. Um, Mark, uh, just says, I'm. <laughs> man, <laughs> eventually she'll get to the full, the, the full revelation. <laughs> Grayson said that she felt the fresh breath. Glory Praise to God. God. Yeah. Well, walk in that. Recognize yeah. that this is available to you every second of every day. You know, yeah. The promise remains. That promise remains. That means it's not going away. Mm-mm. Even if you're not feeling rest, the promise is right there to take yeah. a hold of. That rest of God is always available for us to reach out and to take a hold of. It's like, it's like always there. Marky just said in. In. Yeah, good. good job, Marky. You're, you're getting there. Taking your taking time, but you're getting there. It might be like a backward step because she went from mm-hmm. I'm to in. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, we're getting there. So. <laughs> Jayla said this came to my spirit as I was laid out last night. Amen. It's like the Holy Spirit's the same. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, and truly, what, what's so cool about this whole week is he's been talking to us all week long of different ways to flow in him. Mm-hmm. Like Monday with Pastor about removing bias. Yesterday, talking about just how to stay in the flow and keep, yeah. keep focused on God. Yeah. Today, removing pressure. All of mm-hmm. these things if not known, can keep us from flowing with him. But God's heart is for us to flow with him. Mm-hmm. He wants, hear this, God wants us to abide with him. That's not just our desire of God. That's God's desire of us. 
He wants us to know how to do this. And anything against that fellowship with him is an assault on the price he paid. It's an assault on Jesus. I'm not willing to let that happen. Yeah. I'm not, Jesus didn't pay a precious price for me to listen to something stupid that's a lie. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And when I realize that I've done it, I just repent quickly. Mm-hmm. And God's still right there. Amen. And for anyone who might be saying, I want to do this, but it's hard, it's not. It's not hard. You're, the, only, the only thing that's convinced you that it's hard is your brain. And your brain can lie, but God can't. Uh, can, look at the shirt. Mm-hmm. Here, let's go over here. All right. God said it could be easy. When did he say that? Uh, Matthew uh, part 11, of it fell. Matthew 11, 28. My yoke is easy. Put it in the comments. What's the word? My yoke is what? I just told you guys, sorry. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I just made it easy Cheated. for you to know the answer. My burden is what? Put that in the comments. My burden is what? Light. So God's not giving you something that's too difficult, that's too hard. Yeah. Uh, first off, you're not the one doing it anyway. You're just yielding to him. And is anything too hard for God? Nope. Um, also, you got 1 Corinthians ten thirteen that says, uh, there's no temptation that has overcome you that is not common to mankind. One of those temptations is the temptation of it's too hard. Right. right? But it says, but God is faithful. He won't let you be tempted beyond what you're able. He'll give you a way of escape so that you can endure it. So that temptation to drop faith, that temptation to believe that it's hard, yeah. God's given you a way of escape. What's the way of escape? Just take a hold of it. Yeah. How? Just do it. Well, and remove <laughs> yeah. the word can't yeah. from the vocabulary. Yeah. Let that not be an option. We can do all things in yeah. him who overwhelmingly conquers. Yeah. Like God is able. And here's the thing. If God is able, we are made able in him. Mm-hmm. We can do anything God calls us to do. Yeah. So remove can't. Yeah. Think like anytime the thought of the struggle is real. This is so hard. I can't even. It just That's all a bunch of garbage. All of it. That's not him. He's not in any of that. God's design is easy. Yeah. Put can in there. Yes, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can come to him. Yeah. I can live in easy. Yeah. Will, could it feel unfamiliar? For sure. But that's just a lie of the flesh. Mm-hmm. The flesh wants comfort. The spirit wants freedom. Mm-hmm. My flesh wants to be comforted. My spirit just wants to be free in him. Yeah. I'd rather be free then feel comforted and stay in bondage and chains. Yeah. And so it matters what comes, it comes down to is what does your spirit man want? Mm. Freedom. Yield to that as Hannah cheers and rejoices in the back over mm-hmm. something. I'm assuming it wasn't us because my husband is laughing. Oh. Glory to God. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. Anyway, um, and I don't want to just kind of keep giving little tidbits forever. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but this is the last thing that, that, that I'll share um, that came up to me is if you're at this point, you're like, but I still feel the pressure. Like I, I gave it to him. Uh, honestly, the answer is not keep mentally giving it to him and keep mentally trying to receive. Um, the answer is just shift your eyes on him. Yeah. Away from how you feel, shift your eyes on him. Just keep your eyes on him. That's where the peace comes. It doesn't say he keeps them in perfect peace. Those who mentally keep trying to cast their cares on him, no matter how many times he comes up to them, no, it's just shift your eyes on him. And what does that look like? Uh, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, mm-hmm. and all that is within me. I'm commanding my, my mind, my will, my emotions to bless him. 
you know, uh, why so downcast, oh my soul? Hope in God. Put your mm-hmm. hope in God. Basically, what you're doing is you're just praising Him. You're keeping your eyes on Him, and you're you're shifting your focus away from your feelings, away from your uh, your situation, even if it keeps trying to come back up to you. If it if if that thing, if the devil keeps trying to dangle it in front of you, saying pick it up again, take that moment to just praise God. God, I thank you that you have it handled. Yeah. God, I thank you that, and quote the scriptures, God, I thank you I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. God, I thank you that I cast my care on you because you care for me. God, I thank you that you keep me in perfect peace. God, I thank you that the peace that will guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And just fix your eyes on him. Yeah. Uh, not the problem, not the situation, not even how you feel, but just shift your focus on him. And that's where he keeps them in perfect peace, those whose hearts and minds are steadfast on him. And stop so. watching stuff that feeds it. Yeah. Like I, I, I was literally about to stop because it came up to me. But when you mm-hmm. said fix your eyes, I believed I had leading and then I'm done. Like mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. But I, I cannot tell you how many times pressure has tried to come on me through Instagram reels, Facebook reels, posts I've seen on there. Uh, as a mom, you know, when a fear of Caroline would try to be there, a lot of times it got fed because I saw someone on Instagram had a problem with their kid or I'd watch videos of parenting's really challenging mm. and all that stuff would try to come on me. If something's adding pressure, get rid of it. Stop watching the reels that are saying parenting's going to be hard or look at the chaos you have to live in or your relationship has to suck or whatever it is. Cut that garbage mm. off that's feeding the drama mm. and is feeding the pressure. Get rid of it. Stop yeah. watching the TV shows that are feeding that. Stop watching the movie. Stop listening to the people that are having that testimony. And that's fix your eyes on that stuff. Yeah. I'm out. Me too. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Marky's going to, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, we love you. Thank you for joining us today. If this helped you, if this blessed you, put something in the comments. Just whatever, um, <laughs> whatever bloats your goat. Put in the comments, and, uh, and we, Marky doesn't like that analogy for some reason. Do you not either? It's not my favorite one, yeah. but it's not the worst. No, you know. Uh, Abby hates it, apparently. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> What? You said stop it in all caps. She was, Abby was agreeing with stop watching the garbage. It just happened to be poorly timed in conjunction with what you It came through right right when I said whatever blows you're going. Greg says you stop it. it. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. We love you guys. you know, we sow this broadcast into you. If the Lord's leading you Great. to sow into this broadcast, you can go to giveww.org, and uh, you can find all the different ways to sow there. And uh, we're going to pray over every seed sown today. Lord, thank you. didn't help get back to holiness. Um, thank you, Father. Truly, thank you. I thank you that you're, you are a God who honors his word. You spoke to us that this is a day to break the back of pressure. Mm -hmm. You released that anointing and we give you praise for it. So Lord, right now we honor you with our seed. We honor you with what we have in our hands. As you tell us, what to give, we yield and we are obedient to you. And we joyfully, gladly sow into this word, invest our lives in it so that we can then reap an abundant 
harvest. Let this seed today be pressed down, shaken together and running over. Let it quickly return into the hands of the sowers now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you.